talk to you. So welcome, um, Amber, to our Real Talk with Bella episode, because I feel like matchmaking has become, I mean, matchmaking has always become been a thing, but even more so now through the past year and a half, I feel like I see it, hear it everywhere. Um, and people are even using you guys more than before. But before we jump into that, please tell us a little bit about yourself and all of your fabulous accomplishments, because there are many. <laughs> Well, that's very sweet. All right. My name is Amber Kelleher Andrews because I'm married, but I am Jill Kelleher's daughter. And Jill Kelleher was and is the pioneer uh, in the matchmaking field. So while there was matchmaking in other countries, and it certainly has gone back thousands of years, if you go back 30 years ago, nobody was commercially having a matchmaking company here in the United States. So she was ahead of her time. Of course, it was before computers and certainly before dating apps. And, um, and we always tell the story. It, it, it was so unusual that when she said she was a matchmaker, people thought, oh my goodness, I've never met anybody that makes matchbooks. <laughs> and to actually make matchbooks because yeah. people were smoking and, um, and they thought that was super cool that we were matchmakers. Um, so it, it's 33 years now in, in the making and, and to your point, we are probably more needed now than ever. Um, I think it's a combination of dating apps, having an opportunity to get through all of the excitement and now kind of sit in its, you know, dysfunction as well as matchmaking just being more and more popular because more and more people want to do it. And then at the same time, you've got COVID where now it's a little bit creepy to go and meet a stranger because they could carry a disease. And so you want someone vetted. But my mom started in the business because she was working in one of the first dating uh, companies. It was called Great Expectations. And Great Expectations had the idea of bringing people together and they could watch videos. So we're kind of doing a full circle because now we've got Zoom. But back then you would walk into a company, uh, a business, it was a franchise, and you would sign up and they would take photographs of you. And my mom was the photographer. Oh my gosh. And then they would do a video of you and you'd say, hi, my name is, you know, my name is Diane and I'm, I like to play tennis and you've got this, you know, video of you. And then it goes into this library and you would have your first name and a number after it. And if you were a member at your leisure, you could walk in, check in at the front, go into the library and flip through all these photographs and turn on the other side of the photograph was their profile. And if you thought that they were of interest, you would go and find their number and get their video cassette. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd go into the video library and you put on your headset and you turn on the TV and you'd see Diane going, Hey, I like to play tennis. And I, and then you'd go back up to the front desk and you'd say, I'm interested in Diane number one, two, five, seven. Oh my and God. Diane would get a phone call. They'd say, John, number 267 is interested in you. So she'd come down, she'd go into the library, she'd flip through the books and she'd go, oh, I'm not interested in this guy at all. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and so then he'd get a report, I'm sorry, she's not available. <laughs> um, so it was a lot of work, but it was, it was new and it was interesting. And back then the sayings were, you know, meet at a bar, go to a meat market. Uh, gyms were just getting popular, but you didn't go every day. You might've gone oh, maybe once a week. And that was like, wow, you go to the gym every single week. 
<laughs> and you know, you thought, huh, I could maybe meet someone in the gym, but it wasn't as cool as it is now. Cause gyms now are like, it's about health and nutrition back then. It was like, I don't really know what to do at this place, but I could pick up a chick. Yeah. So my mom being the photographer had a knack of getting to know the individuals. She would spend so much time with them finding the right personality traits to, to capture for their photos that she learned about them. She'd learn, well, why do you like to play tennis? Well, I grew up and I was a tennis champion and da, da, da. Oh, that's really interesting. So you're really athletic. Let's, let's, and so she'd learn about them. And she realized that she could match the people before they even put their photographs in the library. And she could match them with such great confidence that they didn't even need to go look. They were like, well, Jill, if you think I should meet her, then give me your number. I'll take her out. And the other thing that she realized is that back when Great Expectations was around, it was really similar to a gym where it's like, we're going to sign as many people up as possible. And it doesn't matter to us if they use the service or if there's even compatibility, because that's not really our job. They'll go find themselves someone. We're just going to sign everybody up. Very similar now to online dating sites. Let's just get all the data, all the information on people. We didn't really create it for them to actually meet. Because if they meet, then they're not on our site anymore. And then we can't charge the amount of money that we want for the advertising. Correct. So it's designed to get you to get on it, but not to actually find a partner. So my mom decided in the early 80s that she could do better. And if she was going to do it on her own, which she wasn't quite sure how, but she knew she loved people and wanted to, she decided to do it for a group of individuals that probably weren't in those libraries anyway. And she realized those are the people that own the major companies that aren't going to showcase their photos. They're super successful. So they're world travelers and they're probably too busy. They have um, a certain selectiveness that they have to do because they have to stay discreet and they have maybe money to protect. And she thought, now that would be an interesting group of people to put together. So that was the beginning of Kelleher. And it was um, 10 years later, watching her build this fabulous group of individuals that I said I want in and um, I started doing the press and the PR which then took us from a California company to a national company and the next thing you knew we were we were doing it for real and people all over the country were calling us and 33 years later we're still the leaders in in the matchmaking field not the dating field but in the personalized matchmaking that's amazing I mean I I to first of all to hear the history right of what you know where we are today with what it actually was back in the day when it actually first started is super fascinating to me i actually am a success story from a dating app my husband and i met online um two different countries and um but i had tried it before and that did not go as intended so when I tried it again, everyone and their mother thought I was out of my mind. Like, obviously, because it obviously this had just started, right? This world of online dating had just started and there were some weirdos and some creeps and um, yeah, it was scary, right? And, and it was, and let alone, I'm in the Dominican Republic, which is where I'm from. And my husband uh, then prospect was in New York City and everybody was like what is wrong with you I'm like I don't know he's cute and I don't know <laughs> there's I feel like there's something there uh and there everybody was like through the screen but I feel especially now and you met and you went into this a little bit at the beginning 
of uh, the conversation is that at, right now, I feel like because we are in front of the screen so much, this is definitely not the way you want to meet the person who you are potentially going to be spending more time than than usual with. W would you say that's that's a that's something that you, I mean I don't know. Well, so when COVID hit, mm -hmm. we we had to do a quick one eighty because we. Uh, have created a business model around people meeting face-to-face. -face. Yeah. And all of a sudden, our clients were unable to go on a date based on um, trusting that we've chosen the right person for them to spend, you know, a, a meal with, right? Yep. Not necessarily going on vacation with, with, with yeah. the, 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 the first date. Some, some actually trust us enough to do that. But, but this is more about meeting face-to-face -face and getting to know that person for who they are. But you know what I discovered in this new way? Because we had to create dates virtually and we had to stay in business and we had to keep this going. And we noticed that we were getting more calls than not because more people were lonely and they didn't have the ability to um, on, you know, on the dating apps that are there from Tinder and everything else. They, they didn't have the video component. So they were coming to us saying, how can you arrange a meeting? I'm alone in my house. This is really depressing. And I have so much to offer. And I was just, you know, getting back into the dating field. So this is what we noticed. When people meet face to face, they come with a lot of, I don't want to call it baggage, but they have, first of all, their day. So they could have been in traffic. They could have um, maybe had a, a bad day at work. Uh, they're dealing with having to get dressed up, having to know kind of what to wear for the right venue, making sure that the venue isn't too crowded. The man's got to think, you know, about exactly where he's meeting her. Then you have the nerves of meeting someone. You have the waiter's interruption and you're trying to get to know the person. But there's all of these outside distractions that 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 come into that first moment that and what was brilliant about doing these virtual matches is that we were still the go-between. It wasn't like these people were misrepresenting themselves and then showing up different than how the expectation was. It was all in line, but when they opened up the screen, they were able to see the person and go, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and there was no distraction. Yeah. And we were having the most incredible meetings because they were truly in the moment looking at each other and able to connect on all of the points that we had told them they had commonalities on. And we were getting more second and third dates than when people meet face to face. So for us, it was a really, a really amazing learning lesson. And we want to increase the, the online, um, the video component, yeah. but I think we're still as matchmakers, the key to being a successful video date, as opposed to choosing someone on your own and kind of, you know, um, it's like almost like, you know, Russian roulette. You have no idea what you're going to get. And it's kind of creepy to let a stranger in your home anyway on a first connection, but not with matchmaking. Yeah, no, I can't help but, um, you know, to think about the fact, uh, just because I, I studied some psychology, obviously there is a psychology and a science behind what you just described. Uh, and I think a lot of, you know, like the normal Jane or the normal Joe is looking to get, connected with someone, but doesn't really take into account all of these other elements that do 
that could make or break a, you know, a potential first date or a potential first impression of someone that again, they could, um, I felt for me, uh, this took a lot of the, I don't even, not even the guesswork. It was just kind of like, okay, we got rid of like the, the pleasant, the, the initial pleasantries, like, let's get to the point of where we're going to be headed in this relationship. I mean, for me, that's what this kind of did, but I was there. I was ready for that. You know, like I had uh, been through several horrible past really. And like, I was like, I am not wasting my time. And if you're going to waste my time, boy, bye, you know, like that's just where I was. Um, however, to your point, I find it really fascinating. And I hope that everyone who may be listening really under, you know, the distractions, it's true. You know, you may, you may have been in the middle of saying something really important and then can I get you some more wine? You know, just kind of breaks the moment. And then you're like, okay, uh, yeah, no, we're not doing that anymore. So I think first dates are so scary. Yeah, they are. I hated dating. Like first dates scare me. So I feel like if I have the safety net of a computer screen where say it's absolutely terrible, I'm not like running to the bathroom to call my friend, like, oh my God, please get me out of here. I could just, you know, you could essentially just shut down your computer. But I have like a safety net. I feel like I'd be more willing to date if it were like, at least the first one were virtual. If there's less, I guess, risk involved. I think that's kind of cool too. Yeah. I mean, it's, Right now, it's so confusing for people because dating apps have become um, such an enormous... I don't think they're dating apps anymore. They're more like, you know, hookup. Exactly. Uh, And it's more for like one night stands. Like it's it's not how it's when it started. So that's that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. And the culture is shifting too. It's more like suddenly it's okay and appropriate for it to be a a hookup site for both the women and the men. And so what, what, what we're going through now is confusion in terms of courtship. Yes. Uh, Confusion in terms of, of what love actually is and if true love exists and if you can spend a lifetime with someone. And so what we do in matchmaking for those that are listening that might not understand the difference is when people are online, they're flipping right and left or going through profiles and they're looking for an attractive person that they are drawn to. And if they go out and meet them in person and it happens to still be that attraction there, um, we're kind of like, I I found someone. I've got somebody that I'm attracted to. He likes me, I like him. I've, I've had success. Well, unfortunately, you're not looking at all of the things that are now ahead of you, you know, where are you going to raise your kids? How are you going to raise your kids? What is your religion going to be? Do you do private schools or public schools? Do you want to? And then, and then as you get older, some people might say, well, you know, my idea of retirement is getting in a sailboat and sailing around the world. And the woman might be, well, I'm petrified of the ocean and I want to have a vineyard or just live in an apartment and walk down and have my cup of coffee. So you, it's, it's not only just the children, but it's also, where do you see yourself in five, 10, 20, 50 years? So those are hard conversations to have. And I know that they're important to talk about children, religion, politics nowadays. These are important conversations, but they're extremely awkward. Well, in Steps the Matchmaker, we've got all that information. We already know if you're politically aligned. We know if you want to both send your children to boarding school because on your profile it said that you both went to boarding school and it was the greatest thing that ever happened to you. Um, We know if you're an army brat. We know if you're 
speak six languages and would, would prefer to meet someone with an international flair. Yeah. So I call it back engineering. And when we line those things up for the client, they don't even know. They're still looking for that attraction. But when it happens, it's actually a person that you can have a, a lifetime with. Yeah. And so the matchmaking is so important. Um, and it's the back work. And we do, we do all of the research, all of the sourcing, and all of the engineering so that the person can just, again, look at someone across the table or on a screen, make that connection, um, look them in the eyes and go, oh my, I've found someone. But meanwhile, we're smiling in the background going, yeah, you did. Like, <laughs> you did that. Yes, we you did. Welcome. <laughs> I say, I'm curious for people that are listening and maybe, you know, have never done this or are interested, like, obviously you have to get to know these people very well. Like you said, you know, everything about them from, you know, what they're interested in now to their retirement plans. So what is that process like when someone comes to you? Like, is it an in-depth interview process? Like, how do you vet them, get to know them, et cetera? Well, uh, for fun, maybe I'll take you through the whole, the whole process from top to bottom so that you can kind of know how people even get to us in the first place. I love that. So, so um, when my mom decided she wanted to work for that small niche group of, of individuals, um, it's, you know, it's a much smaller population. And, you know, a lot of people talk about the 2%, the 1%, you know, they're, they're lonely too. We all put on our pants one leg at a time. There's no difference between a celebrity and an entrepreneur and somebody that, you know, is a flight attendant or, or, or a teacher, everybody wants to fall in love. And so you have to pick, you know, who, who you're going to work with. Amazon started with books before they became you know, uh, everything and including ruling the world, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, we had to start somewhere. So we started with that, with that interesting group of people that we figured was successful, busy, selective. Um, and, uh, so she used to say selective, attractive, um, uh, selective, attractive, and then simply, simply selective, and then simply too busy, I guess is what, what it was. And, and people would say, yeah, I, I can date on my own, but I'm, I'm too busy to find the one. So yeah. we advertise in places where we believe those individuals uh, will see us. We do, you know, podcasts, 2020, New York Times. Uh, we'll put ourselves where the, the population that is really discerning and not wanting one night stands kind of go, huh, that looks interesting. I'm going to check into that. Yeah. So we get about 20,000 unique visits every single month to our website. That's that's a decent amount of people. But when they get to our website and they start reading it, they go, oh, this is serious. Yeah. Oh, this might be expensive. Oh, they deal with um, well-known people and they're partners with I, I'm a philanthropic partner with Sir Richard Branson. And oh, they're 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 in in Europe. And blah, blah. so a lot of those people go, this isn't for me. Yeah. And they and they go. So that's by design. Right. So about a thousand people say I'm in. This is the club that I want to belong to. I'm a world traveler and I've got my own business. And I'm I was married for 20 years and now I, I want to find the one. And I don't like this new culture of online dating. So they fill out the form. And out of that form, we start looking at what cities do they live in? Um, you know, are they really divorced or are they serious about a relationship? What is their income? Can they afford this? We don't want somebody mortgaging their house to find the one, but we know that someone's going to go spend more money on a couch or a car than with us. And, and they buy that car to, 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 um, attract a cute gal, but we can put the gal in the seat. Like you don't need the car. <laughs> so, so the process is interesting. Out of about a thousand that apply, we probably talk to a hundred. Yeah. 
Okay. And so this is the beginning of your question. We, we ask in-depth questions. Yeah. We get to the heart of who they are. We read between the lines. We do a telephone consultation, which is about an hour and a half. Um, and we don't do psychological testing, but we're probably going to add that just because it, it, it's, it's interesting for us. But it's a process. So that first telephone consultation um, is really the, the most important one. And we do a lot of listening. You know, tell us your story. And people are remarkable. You know, oh, I've sold this company or I started that or, and, um, or I've, I've raised three amazing children or I've worked so hard and now I'm ready to start a family. I mean, you, you go from one call to the next and it's, you're living vicariously through some of the most fascinating stories ever. And, and then it's a, then it's a, a Zoom call or a face-to-face meeting. We only take 25 people a month. So it's no different than, you know, any other exclusive club in the world where you have an application, you go through the process, and then we bring you in. We bring people in that we feel six, that we can be successful with. We bring people in that we believe we have uh, matches for um, right away and, and in mind. We don't bring people on um, that pay us money and, and, and want us to do a service to them. It, they, they have to be matchable. They have to be realistic. They have to be um, kind. They have to be willing to be patient. Well, because that was going to be one of my questions too, is, you know, I'm sure that out of those 25 people that you end up working with, you know, there are some people, I mean, because people do seem a certain way, what, you know, and then once, you know, time passes, or they may not see that they're being matched, like what happens, um, then, I mean, it, and it's out of anyone's control, really. I mean, it's either a match or you're not. Like, it, you can't force a match. Well, it's interesting because that just happened with um, what happens all the time, right? Uh, <laughs> people, don't, people don't exactly know what they want. Um, in theory, they do. But it's our job to make everyone really understand themselves better. So if you look at, like, our core purpose people would say, oh, it's matchmaking. But our, our purpose is actually transforming lives through purposeful connection and love. So what we mean by that is our job is to make you the very best version of yourself. Yeah. So then we match you. So you, you don't want to match somebody when they're, they're not really sure. They come from family money, let's just say. I'm giving an example. They're not really sure if they want to be in the family business. Um, they're, they, they've had a child that's joint custody. They're not sure if they want to be a present parent, um, or, or, or not shared custody. They, you know, they want to meet someone, but they're not sure, um, who that person is yet because they don't even know if their career is going to be, well, I can just retire or actually I should use this brand and become famous. Yeah. So if you have somebody that's in that kind of a transition and you're like, are you a, a dedicated mom or, or a career woman? Like, and you've got this contradiction going on and then we're putting a match there that match is going to reflect all the things that they're not happy about themselves and they're not even going to get the fact that this person could be a match because they're only seeing the lessons that they need to learn correct so we work with um one of the most phenomenal coaches his name is alexander grashaw and he's worked at Harvard, taught at Harvard, written several books, works for, you know, former presidents and every, everybody else. What he does is he creates a, a journey that is in parallel with the client journey uh, for us at Kelleher. And he looks at their health, their wellness, 
their accomplishments. It's almost like if you were to stand on a balcony and look over the balcony, but you're looking at your whole life and all the decisions that you made. And then you get into why did you make those decisions? Because we are only an accumulation of decisions, really. If you, if you break down, yeah. who are you? Well, you decided Bella, right? Mm -hmm. And you decided to meet a guy online and you decided to get married to him and to come over and have citizenship and to explain to your family that you're, you know, this is really about the person that you're in love with, not about getting a green card. And you have all these decisions that you're making. And now we're all here because <laughs> we've all made decisions. Correct. So yeah. if you have a chance to look at what, where was I in my emotion when I made these decisions? What was the purpose behind them? Then you can understand who you are now and where you want to go. And are those decisions serving you? And when Alexander does that with the client, and then we have the opportunity to put the right client in their path, these people are not only the best versions of themselves, but they're able to share a love connection that just didn't exist before. Yeah. So we are a very holistic um, company in that we're looking to transform lives and find the very best match for them. I love, I love that because I feel, and this is just something that I have learned throughout my own relationship. And I talk to Jen about this all the time, you know, and I, I always am, am um, encouraging my married friends and my people, you know, like you gotta, it's, it's, there's more to this than just being physically attracted or like there's more to this. Right. And, and the success of my husband and I, you know, our marriage and the way that we met, cause it was very volatile and crazy. It was like literally within two, you know, like it, because it was a fun new thing that was happening in my, and literally you walked through my entire life, you know, that conver those conversations came up are you, from his family. Like, is she here for a green card? Like what is happening? Um, so it, there, it's an interesting process of yes, becoming the best version of yourself so that you're so, but so that it doesn't feel like force. And what happens is when you do find this person who is um, willing to do the work with you and whatnot, is that life just really becomes easier and you're doing life in a partnership as opposed to, you know, by yourself and all of these elements are just making life more richer uh, than you ever even anticipated, you know, because I went into it in love, but also due to like past trauma I was like, well, if I have to get divorced, I'll get divorced, you know, like, it, but no, I, di I didn't really want to get divorced, you know, like that wasn't my end goal. My end goal is to continue to work on my marriage. We're going on 16 years. So it's, it's fascinating though, that you put so much effort into helping people realize obviously that there is more to the beautiful hair and the beautiful smile, right? Like it, it, there is, because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody really realizes how much, how annoying the toothpaste in the sink is going to really be until you're in it. Right. Like you don't, um, and, but obviously other things compensate for that how we raise how we've raised our children or our um family values or our work ethic or you know those obviously those other things outweigh those minor very annoying details that <laughs> still <laughs> can make or break a relationship um no this is really fascinating and i feel again that you know especially during this time though you are i think people have been paying more attention just in general, you know, you mentioned a, a key word there, a, a holistic approach. There, people are paying attention to life, period, and how they want to live it, 
who they want to spend it with, how they want to spend their time. I think people are reevaluating, you know, all of their relationships. And, and really, it's been unfortunate. Like I've heard some of my friends that are separating after so many, and I'm like, wow, I guess the pandemic has done that to, you know, and not the pandemic per se, but just being in the same space with a person for, you know, longer than we were used to now is showing true colors. Had we had you, <laughs> right? Pretty much at the beginning, maybe we would have foreseen this, you know, happening or coming. Um, no, but it's really, um, it's fascinating. It's, it's actually a, uh, a blessing to have something like this available to, to you if you're able to do it and able to jump on the bandwagon and, and able to afford it because I feel like it's life coaching. It's, um, and really getting to you, you to your best place so that you are able to attract and find, you know? Yeah. Attract. That's, that's, that's the thing. Cause we, we, I really believe in that we attract what, what we need. And so imagine if you're feeling the very, very best of, of, of yourself and you're really understanding and excited about your future, um, that's going to attract somebody. And while we are maybe the avenue to do that, a lot of our clients, when they get to this point and they have us as a sounding board and they're able to delineate what works and what doesn't and what they like about this person and what they don't like about that person, they also attract more people in their own world too. So a lot of our clients being that they're extremely successful and very eligible and, you know, attractive and all those things they're dating on their own, but they're not dating with success, but they come through our process and all of a sudden they're dating on their own with success. Correct. So you're going to meet he or she within a certain amount of time. And it's not whether or not we feel like we get lucky because we're the ones they give us credit when they find someone on their own too, because we've allowed them to go through this process of, of discovery, which is really, which is really exciting for anybody to be able to do. Giving them the tools to be able to get to that place too. Cause I think that that also the frustration of having been through, you know, one bad relationship to another uh, also kind of skews, you know, where you're at. And, uh, in, in and in, in, even if you're willing to give, you know, this new person a shot, right. Uh, but then, you know, what to look for, then, you know, kind of like, some more direction into who, who you need to find for yourself. You so, know, you're seeing with COVID people breaking, people, people breaking up. It's yeah. like, if you, if you did a, um, if you did a physical experiment and you had two people facing each other and she's like, I don't like it when you leave your toothpaste on the, on the counter. And he's like, well, I don't like it when you bicker at me and they're looking at each other. And she's like, I need this. And he's like, well, I need that. And it, you're not, you're not doing it uh, enough for me. And, and you have this thing what you really want is you want two people standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder, looking in the same direction. Yeah. And, and so if you have the same um, um, excitement around the future and you have a plan and you have a goal and you've, and you know what that is, it's very rare that, I mean, people still bicker, but it's something that's so much bigger than that takes over. <laughs> Yeah. And, and you don't even, you know, you don't care to have the discussion or you just kind of leave a little note and it, it doesn't become an opportunity to, to argue because it's such a small, minute thing compared to the bigger picture of what you guys are actually enjoying doing together. Yeah, I, I, and I agree. And, and to that point is like, you know, I know for myself, like that's what has been our saving grace is that our future plans and the conversations we've had about life with where we're headed are bigger, more beautiful than leaving the laundry, 
you know, leaving the dirty clothes next to the, like it's in the hamper or outside the hamper. Like I'm well, imagine cause she's going, Oh my God, do I have to deal with this slob for another 20 years? Like, is, <laughs> is this really what I, where I ended up? Yeah. And he's like, how did I marry such a nag? When yeah. guys go, oh, she nags, nags, nags. I, the first thing I go is, well, what is he doing? That's getting her to nag. <laughs> I wonder if he's even conscious of the fact that clearly she's nagging about something, something but yeah. when that's your world, that's depressing. And that yeah. brings you up. Yeah, a hundred percent agreed. How can people learn more about your? I mean, you mentioned a, a briefly where you are, but how can anyone who may be listening get in touch with your company, and how can they get a hold of your services if they're looking to do so? Well, Kelleher is a little bit difficult for people to spell. <laughs> it's uh, a name that we can't change because it's ours. And you know, it's really crazy about Kelleher. It's it's K E L L. E-H-E-R. So no. K-E-L-L-E-H-E-R. And one day, a couple of years ago, I thought, obviously we're Irish, but I thought I'm going to look at the, at the, um, the actual meaning of our last name and believe it or not, it means bringing people together. Wow. So I thought, oh my goodness. It, yeah. It, it <laughs> totally be something I do. Name. Let's Google what that means. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, wait, we need to get the clover and we need to change it to green. We're red. We're, you know, like we yeah. have to go with the actual, you know, get the, get the whole thing going with it, with yeah, the Irish. Amazing. But um, Keller International, because we are an international company, we, we didn't start international. We started as a mom and daughter boutique and then, you know, it opened up as we started um, expanding Texas, New York, Miami. We're in all the major cities throughout the United States. We're in um, in Australia, we're in Canada, and we're in Europe. We're not in Asia at the moment, but we probably will be soon because a lot of people are asking for us to go there. But with COVID, it's just been a little bit tough. People find us in the airlines a lot. Uh, um, people might say, I've never heard of Kelleher International, and then I'll show them my card or I'll say, well, do you ever fly on United or American? And then they go, oh, are you, are you the girl in the picture and the, in the uh, airlines? Yeah. So that's been, that's been huge for us. But obviously you can also Google um, high-end matchmaking, VIP matchmaking, anything that, that kind of, you know, changes you from, from, from any of the basic data stuff and you'll find Kelleher International. I think we also did um, a great a greatmatch.com because um, we grabbed that domain 20 years ago and we thought we were going to do an online thing and then we thought eh we kind of like doing what we do. So um, <laughs> but you can still go to a greatmatch.com and it'll take you to the Kelleher. Oh that's Kelleher. amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, this yeah. has been very, very insightful. I always love bringing our listeners uh I mean, the bottom line is I'm really happy with the guy that I found. And I always uh, hope that anyone who I know is able to find a great companion, whether that be uh, a man or a woman, whatever that may look like for you. Um, but to spend to do life with someone who uh, is willing to do life with you also is is really wonderful. So um, I really am uh, grateful for having you on today, spending some time with us and sharing some um, great information. I mean, this is, this is the way of the world, which is again, the, that whole the throw, it's interesting that we filmed this, we, we record this on a Thursday, this throwback that you did with how this used to be with how it is now. Uh, of dating. Oh my God. It's just, you know, for anyone who's had uh, been through the experience, like I, I mean, I didn't experience that per se, but I've been was on several sites myself. So um, I understand it. And I and I know that there's a place for it. And matchmaking is a service that 
can really steer your love life in um, a clearer direction. So hopefully go on the date first so that they don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> People online don't even, they, they hire writers to write their bios. I yeah. mean, it's not bad where they're not even creating their own profile. And women are going, oh, he's got such a great sense of humor. I want to meet him. And meanwhile, he didn't even write it. <laughs> I know, but, but, and that's the thing. I remember a friend of mine just sharing some horror stories a few years ago where she was like, oh my God, I can't even go on these dating sites. Like these guys show up and it's like, who, who? Dating is horrible. Scared. not what I read. <laughs> Like, this is not what I read about. Like, this is crazy. So um, thank you for being an answer to, you know, to some people's love lives prayers. And uh, I'm really excited for what this could potentially bring to anyone who may be listening and maybe looking for love in their life. Looking so, for love. And one other thing I want to mention is that sure. while we work for these, you know, kind of world travelers and interesting people, um, we match them with anybody. So we can turn around and match them with the school teacher. We can match them with somebody who is just getting a job for the first time. Our clients start from 20 and they go on up to 60 and 70 and we match clients with whoever we want. So if somebody's listening and they go, well, I don't really have the money for matchmaking, especially Kelleher International, um, they can submit themselves for free and they may be a fabulous match for one of our clients. Amazing. So anybody can go to Kelleher International, fill out the form, submit it for free. We'll call them and find out more about them. And if they don't want to join, they can be a participating member. And more than half of our marriages have been between a client and a participating member. So Amazing. it's absolutely a very smart way to submit your profile. And we don't share the information like the online dating sites do. It's all confidential and you're safe with, with yeah. us. I love that. That was creepy back in the day when I used to do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you having, thank you for having me on. I, I, I really appreciate it. No, I thank love you. talking about love. I love love. So anytime <laughs> uh, you want to share love stories, I'm um, I'm happy to participate. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for